Welcome to Creative Living, the podcast with Jane Monsuris. Welcome to Creative Living, where we talk about all things creative, whatever that means to you. I'm Jane Monsuris. I'm so happy to be a part of the show because I consider myself creative and really like to dig into all that makes creativity tick. It is my passion. And if you're like me and ever thought about or wanted to, dreamt of getting published, this is the podcast you're going to want to listen to. So joining me from Leisure Arts is the marketing manager, Veronica Palmer, and the editorial director, Tana Jolly. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. I am so happy to pick your brains today. So Leisure Arts is a publisher and distributor of how-to lifestyle publications. Is that right? That's right. So traditionally, you probably know us for our crochet, knit, cross-stitch, quilting, um, sewing publications. But really, in the past few years, we've tried to transform ourselves from um, a traditional publishing company to more of a lifestyle brand. So we've incorporated some products into that, and we've taken a fresh new look on our needle art publications and really expanded into the craft uh, books as well. So over the years, you know, you, you like you said, you had done a lot of book publishing. What are you working on now, currently publishing, or uh, how many books have you published? Oh, that's a really interesting question. <laughs> um, we have about 4,500 active wow titles Wow! Uh, at the moment. We publish around 100 titles a year, and we have got quite a wide gamut of things going at the moment. We like to keep our traditional customers, our traditional um, knit and crochet consumers happy, so we have some new knit and crochet books coming out, and as well as uh, quite a few new craft titles. We've got macrame books, we've got uh, embroidery books, we've got quilting books. We have quite a bit of, uh, we've got a lot of new titles, we've got a couple of uh, books that are uh, specifically guided toward brides, because mm-hmm. the wedding industry seems to be growing. Uh, so we're, um, we're talking, speaking to a lot of different consumers right now. You know, I think that's great. You're sort of just in, opening up the the reach, if you will, which is my word of the year. But you're opening up the reach, you're spreading the umbrella to really cover that lifestyle genre, which is, is what everyone, you know, including brides, because a lot of brides are doing their own DIY and a lot of brides just want to get inspiration from a book or something to look at. But the burning question, really, for everybody listening is we all want to get a book deal, but have no idea even where to start Well, I spoke with someone recently who said everyone has a book in them. And truthfully, when you think about it, everyone does have a book idea. And um, they're marketable if you find the right people to talk to and if you're passionate about your ideas. So the, the truth is it's really finding the publisher who matches up to what your passion is for. So you gotta find the publisher that matches up for the passion. And take this from from two perspectives. As a publisher, how do you find a topic that will sell? And then as an individual that may have a skill or expertise or their passion, how do they find the topic to sell to the publisher? Well, from a from an author's perspective or from a designer's perspective, I think they have to be true to what they know. And they have to, uh, whatever their passion is, that they feel that they can 
they can portray that passion to a consumer. If they're if they're really good at teaching someone, you know, like if they teach their sister how to do something that they're passionate about, they're probably actually really good at teaching the average consumer mm. because they've spent some time thinking about how do I how do I show someone else how to do what I know how to do. And there are a lot of people obviously doing blogs and things like that right now mm-hmm. that have spent a lot of time thinking about how to do that. But um, putting a submission together, there's a lot to putting a submission for a publisher together. You have to be very thoughtful about who your who your book would go up against. Like so, the book that you have in your head, who's going to be your competition? So you have to look to see: are there a lot of books in your uh, what you're passionate about? Are there a lot of books out there? And how would yours be different than those? That's one of the main things you should think about. Um, But basically be true to what you're really good at, what you really, and and stick with that. When you go to a publisher and you find someone, be sure to stick by your guns. Don't, Don't let them necessarily take you down another path because... What you believe in is what you're really going to be good at. Exactly. I love that. So it's like your authentic self is then writing that book, which then in result will be a better product. Absolutely. The good part of that is that in most publishers' cases, the author or the designer doesn't really have to be a writer. Mm. They need to be someone who can explain how to do what they love to do. But there's always someone at the publish on the publisher's side that helps you with the technical editing and getting your words right. And it doesn't necessarily change how you want to say what you want to say, but just make sure that the information uh, can be accepted by the consumer in a, in a marketable way. Which everybody, I mean, most everybody needs. So in essence, the the writer, you know, once the deal goes through, the writer will then work with sort of a project manager. Is that what you're saying? That's absolutely correct. And and those people, obviously, you, do you sort of pair people together based on their chemistry and how they work? We do. We have, and speaking from a leisure arts perspective, we have uh, about 150 years of experience in our technical editor team, wow. and they've worked with all types and all levels of skill designers and authors. So they're used to working with the ones who can write everything for themselves and all they have to do is proofreading. But they're also used to working with the new authors who are um, less skilled and a little timid and helping them work through whatever concerns they have to get to a good product. That's fantastic. And and I'm going to ask you going about self-publishing in a little bit, but I want to first stick with finding the publisher that works for you. And once you find that publisher and you say, okay, I'm going to aim my pitch towards this group of people because I think it it's who I should be working with. Take it from the start. How do you even begin to prepare a pitch? Well, I would say that almost, and I know, I know we do, but I would say all publishers have some sort of uh, submission process in place. Mm-hmm. Most of them have a website and you can find their submission guidelines on that website. But I would my what I would do first is go to Amazon and I would look at the books that fall in line with what you love. 
and I would look at who those publishers are because you can start to see a pattern if you look closely and you do that research. You can start to see a pattern of the style of the books that those publishers work on and the consumers that they reach, and you can you can feel the kind of feeling that is put into the books. I mean, Fox Chapel, let's, let's use Fox Chapel as an example. Okay. They have a definite style for their books, mm-hmm. just like Leisure Arts does. Mm-hmm. And if you do just a little bit of research on Amazon, you can see the differences in our style and their style. So you can see that with each publisher and sort of get a feel for... I like how this one is a little bit more technical in their approach, and this one is a little bit more lifestyle in their approach, for instance. And something else I would add, too, is when you're looking for a publisher, to look at, you know, how collaborative is that process. So once you once you have that initial contact with them, as they walk you through their process, every publisher will be a little different, it will help you to know pretty pretty quickly off the bat how collaborative they're going to be with you. And then also you want to look at if you want to publish a craft book specifically, what is their distribution like at retail? Mm-hmm. So do you, where do you want to be? Do you want your book to just be on Amazon or do you want your book to be in a craft store? And go to a craft store and look, who, are, who is publishing the books at Michael's or at Hobby Lobby, at the craft store that you want to be at? Excellent point. Should the person, or the creator, the, the author, should they have the book almost all the way written or can they do it sort of abbreviated in a pitch form? Just to give you an idea of what our submission process is, um, it is a, it's an outline mm-hmm. of what you have before you take it to the step where you fill out all of the information and you write all the words. So basically you go and you do the work of checking to see who is the competition in the market for the book you have in mind. Mm-hmm. And why, and you give us the information why you feel like you have something different than they have. You also have an outline of, you know, about how long you, what size book you think it would be. You know, I'd, I'd like my book to be a coffee table book, for instance, and have about 128 pages. Um, you also would let us know what your project list looks like. If it's a craft book, for instance, you are, um, you know, I'm going to make, I, I believe I've got about 15 projects in my head, and here's the list of what I think rounds it out and an outline of the types of like if it's going to be chapters or if it's going to be sections or if it's going to be freeform that sort of general information is what we ask for in our submission process and then we get on the phone with the author or designer and just talk through okay here's where we think it would be more more marketable if we change if we went this way with this approach versus how you've you know how you've presented it and how do you feel about that and then before they start either making a craft project and um you know getting in deep into the words it's it's basically an outline that is presented in a format that is clear to the publisher what the you know what the end result of the book would be yeah, so it's a it's really a thorough outline, but difference being different than what you're seeing out there is really the key. So 
once you get the publisher and they shake hands and everybody's happy and you get the book deal, how long does production take? Am I going to have a book in two weeks or am I going to wait a year? <laughs> that is also an excellent question. You know, instant gratification these days is everything. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> well, the truth is, from the from the time we get a submission, you we would normally have a telephone conversation with an author, author or designer within a couple of weeks and flesh out what we call a page map. Basically, we draw all the pages on uh, a piece of paper and we say, we're going to put this project in four pages and we're going to put this project in eight pages and we're going to put this one in this many and we build out the whole book so that the uh, author designer knows what to write to. Mm -hmm. And so within a couple of weeks, we could be at a point where I would probably ask for you to give me finished projects and your manuscript within six to eight weeks. Wow. So then... Again, that's our normal schedule. If it's something that's more complicated, we take that into consideration. Um, Then in six to eight weeks, when we receive the projects, we then take internally for lifestyle photography and page layout another six weeks. So we're up to, here we are then at four months. Yeah. And depending on where it falls with our retail presentations, I try to make those things fall at a point where we are going to a presentation soon, but I really need to keep things moving um, so that I have things all year to present. So we could fall, if you fall in between a presentation time, we Uh present in the spring, we present in the fall. Uh So you could wait a bit longer before you hear that your book has been picked up by a retailer. Um, and the short answer is it could take 12 to 18 months before we print and put the books in the store. And, but that's pretty typical, I would imagine, with, with really any book that's out there, especially sort of with the edit time and the prep time. And I love how you explain those presentation times. There's two a year, spring and fall. And if we have a if we have a trend item, mm-hmm. we and somebody's got a really brilliant idea, and we get, went, oh my goodness, why didn't we think about that? We put it on the fast track, uh-huh. and we can show retailers those ideas at any time and try to get them in. And we do get them in because we have great relationships with those retailers. So if you have a great idea, don't be afraid to say, you know, don't be afraid to say, I think this one really needs to happen now. Feel really strongly about it. The cool thing about that is believe in yourself, right? So absolutely do what your passion is. Make sure it's a little different than whatever you're seeing out there. And then also believe in yourself. Say, this is a great book and you guys should really do it. And I think a lot of people are afraid to sort of stand up for themselves and what they believe in. I mean, if you know it's good, really sort of push for yourself because we get a little intimidated by book publishers you guys Veronica absolutely Tana. <laughs> we can be intimidating there's yes. no doubt I'm intimidated right would, now <laughs> I would also add show us who you are show us who your customer I mean so who your readers are if you have a blog um, because we we know that especially in today's market having that lifestyle voice and having that um, influencer voice is so important so we want to we want to know who you are and how you connect with your audience because that's going to translate and be more authentic and it's yes, great it's very true influencer voice especially in today's world and i know we all remember when there was no influencer and that didn't play a part in what we were doing in life but today your 
exposure in the social world, this influencer voice is key, I think, in driving all of our businesses. Absolutely. So, Monica, let's take this from a marketing perspective, and and maybe it's more even on the editorial side, Tana, but um, when the rollout of a new book happens, what does it look like when you're rolling it out promotion-wise to if it's just online or if it is going into a craft store or bookstore? What does that look like for the publisher and also the author? We understand at Leisure Arts that the um, the author and the designer really has a, a, a marketing plan of their own. So we try to work with each um, each author individually and really let them speak to their audience about their book. So we will um, we will launch it on Amazon. We also launch all of our books digitally. So we have a digital rollout and a. Um, a hard copy rollout as well. So those may or may not line up with when the book gets published. As Tana mentioned earlier, every book is different in terms of when and how it gets published. So it's really a case-by-case basis. So we, we like to do things like blog book tours and mm. have, um, have different bloggers um, talk about the books. We like to do things... Um, Really, we set up an individual plan with authors once we get to that point. Uh, we do t- takeovers of our social media. So we, t- we try to do lots of fun things because we really ultimately think from a marketing perspective that people want to, um, they want to have a dialogue with us and they, and you, you want to know you want to be able to collaborate even as a consumer to talk about, you know, um, to really put yourself in that, um, in that headspace with that author. So Edivy is a good example. So she has a great Instagram following. Mm-hmm. And so when she when she published her book with us, she um, we marketed it, but she marketed it as well. And so new people find Leisure Arts and new people find Edivy. So it's a two-way street in terms of how we market. It's a very collaborative process. Which is good for both parties. And I love that collaboration. I do want to touch on self-publishing and then I want to go back to working with the publisher. Are there pros and cons to doing self-publishing? Would you deter somebody from going that route? A hundred percent. And really, it's all about what is workable for you. And so you really just have to ask yourself some questions. So really, pros and cons, just to go over those really quick. Mm -hmm. The biggest pro is that you retain all the rights to your book and you earn more money per book. So the biggest con is going to be most of your sales are going to be on Amazon because you're not going to get that retail placement. Uh, You're also going to have more expenses on the front end because you're going to have to do all your photography. You're going to have to do all your tech editing, your your distribution, your marketing. So you have to have more skills. You have to wear more hats. So you have to have knowledge of marketing your books online. Um, Right. And then so in order – so before you – before you make that decision, do I want to self-publish, which is probably going to be on Amazon, or do I want to go with a publisher? You really want to ask yourself three things. The first thing you want to ask yourself is, what is important to me? Is it more important for me to have control of the process, or is it more important for me to make this an overall part of a portfolio and know that this is just one part of what I do as a designer? Or um, And two, how much time do you want to invest in the process? Mm-hmm. So um, as Tana mentioned, it's a very long process, but really your active time 
as a uh, designer and writer is really about two months. Maybe, you know, three if it takes a little longer on the front end. But your active time is really that six to eight weeks. So, but if you... If you are in charge of the whole process, then you also have to take the photography, the tech editing, the distributing, the marketing. So you're more involved in the whole entire process. So then the third question is, what are your publishing goals? So if you really just want to get your point of view in the world, have a platform to sell your books, you're prepared to make the time investment, maybe that is the the best goal for you. But like I said, if you want to see your, your book on a shelf at a national craft chain, maybe going to a publisher is, is a better path for you. So it's really about what your goals are and what's important to you and how much time you have. Yeah, so you got to take a self-examination of where you're at in this world of craft that you're in or even how to our lifestyle and saying, is this going to be my day-to-day job or would I rather have a partner? and do this with somebody else. So those are really good things to think about, whether seeking to do self-publishing or finding a publisher. Let's say we're with a publisher, or, or even, I guess, self-publish. When you're first launching that that first book, what is the initial run? How many copies should somebody create, and how many does a publisher create? So a good placement in craft retail is going to be an initial print run of about 5,000. So sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but it maybe tonic can add a little bit more, but that's, you know, a basic rule of thumb. 5,000 is going to get you a, um, an economical print run per piece. Uh, when you drop to 2,000, for instance, your book price goes up uh, per book. Mm-hmm. So 5,000 is the right place to think about it, about, you know, if you're going to self-publish, someone's asking you if you want, you know, how many do you want? Well, you're looking at an overall investment, yes, but your price per piece is going to be lower. So that's those are the things that you need to consider in your equation is, uh, you know, how much money do you have to invest? Yes, but how much are you going to make on each book when you sell them because your um, price per piece is less? So can you get rich on one book? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, people get out there like, oh, I have a not book, unless I you're, be rich. Not unless you're Joanna Gaines. <laughs> right, exactly. Or, or Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> yeah. But what we like to say is that publishing is a meaningful part of your promotional portfolio. It's a door opener. Mm-hmm. So if you go, if you want to... Um, continue your, you know, if you want to be an influencer, if you want to um, show people what you can do, a book is a great piece of that portfolio. It's not your whole portfolio, but it's one part of that. Well, and we want to um, encourage everyone to feel, not not to think publishing is dead, because it definitely isn't. Um, yes, we have some competition with patterns and things on the internet. There's no, you know, there's no way around that. But if we're thoughtful and um, do publishing the right way, printing on paper and books are never going away. They are going to be part of our uh, restful crafting life forever, and we just need to do we need to do the right books, and we don't want people to be discouraged because they think, you know, 
books are going books away. are something they're going away. I they're love not. that. I'm going to put an exclamation point behind what you just said because it is not <laughs> going away. And if anything, they are not going away. Work in tangent digitally. Work in tangent with your social platforms because I'm a person. I want to touch a book. I want to bring it with me. I want to flip the pages and I'm going to smell it. I don't want to be in this book, right? We're creating an experience, Absolutely. and that's what uh, love that. that's what we're working on every day here at Leisure Arts is making the customer experience better and um, helping them be inspired by every book that we print. Inspired is the name of the game. When we're working with a publisher, is it a long-term partnership, meaning should I be thinking about my next proposal when when pitching the first one? Rita Weiss and Leisure Arts have been in a partnership for since 1970. Five. <laughs> so great. if that answers your question, we are still <laughs> publishing Rita Weiss books since 1975. The people who are willing to um, communicate with us and collaborate with us and uh, are interested in building the craft, building their craft, we absolutely want them as partners and we will continue to um, give those authors and designers more work to do. Probably about 30% of the work that we do at Leisure Arts, the publishing that we do, is um, from outside submissions that we don't go searching for. And the other 70% is we come up with ideas and we go looking for the right partner. Mm. And we always reach out first to the partners that we know how they work and we know how passionate they are and uh, the relationships that we've developed. So it it becomes very, um, it's a good thing for these authors to get started and let us know what they want to work on and we will reach out to them to give them more once we get started. And you know what? That's the name of the game in any business. It's networks, it's contacts, it's about building those relationships. So you do have a partner that you can count on. You do have somebody you trust and that you know that you can work with. And I think that's important to a lot of people. Right, and I would add also, as uh, category captains in a lot of the craft stores, we get we get approached by retailers um, oh. if they're looking for specific books, mm-hmm. and that's a book that will be sold. So that's not a book we have to wait to be sold. So as Tana was talking about earlier, sometimes if something is a trend item, it gets fast-tracked, and a lot of times that comes with once we have established that relationship with you, those opportunities may come. That's great. That's just being up to speed on the trends and what you're creating as an individual. And you know what, ladies? We all get discouraged when we're told no. I know I don't like to hear the word no (laughs) in any world, in any realm of my life, but what do you say if it doesn't happen immediately? You know, it's you say no to a lot of people. What, What do you tell us? It's the amount of preparation that you put into your submission and the amount of thought that you put into your projects and how well you watch the trends will get you a yes. Um, I will say that a lot of the submissions that we receive are one or two pieces. They're maybe not as cohesive from a book perspective as they could be. they, I need people to think into, will the material I have fill a book? Mm-hmm. Will it, because books tell stories. That's what books are about. So does what I have tell a story? Is what I have inspiring? And if if the answers to those questions are yes, and there's enough material 
and it's good material, then you're more apt to get a yes. But when it comes to no, just keep trying. And we are very good about providing guidance. And you can ask, say, why did I get declined? It's okay to ask the publisher? And we don't we don't just send people no. Okay. I mean, we don't just say nope or we don't not answer. <laughs> I mean, that, I guess, is a really the really good point to, for me to make is when we get a submission, we let people know why we can't take it at this time. Maybe maybe we, if it's a shawl book, let's say, yeah. um, maybe we just uh, publish three shawl books and it's not the right timing for that particular content. We make sure that we let people know that it's not because it's not good. It's because it didn't fit with what we needed for the season. Um, so we try to give as much uh, information to the authors when we say we can't take it now as possible to help them grow in the future. And we, I also try to say, if you can do this, what about this? So if I do have something on my list that's yeah. sort of parallel to what you've sent me, I will say, I don't really need this, but have you thought about this and give you something else to think about? Food for thought. We all need it. And I've always heard prep plus experience plus timing equals success. That's correct. I think it's just wonderful. You two are so much fun. Uh, In summary, I would say it's difficult, but it's worth it. Publishing is alive and well. Create an experience and tell a story with your book. We believe in it and um, we know the consumers need it. Veronica Palmer, Tana Jolly from Leisure Arts. If people want to seek out Leisure Arts, where should they go? So you can find us in several different places in several different ways. So every uh, Thursday at 4 p.m. Central, we have a Leisure Life Live, which is a new um, Facebook web series. And so every week we try to bring you guys uh, conversations with designers, different tips and tricks. Uh, so check us out, see what we're doing. Um, visit us on um, all the social media platforms. We're at um, Leisure Arts Inc. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook. If it's social media, we're on it. So, And then we have a Leisure Arts blog as well. So we try to publish great content for everyone there as well. So we are in lots of different places. Fantastic. I mean, thank you so much for spending this time. I appreciate your information, your advice. Veronica Atana from Leisure Arts, thank you. It's been fun. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, ladies. All right. Thanks for helping us live our most creative life. Thank you for tuning in to Creative Living. For more creative living, keep it right here on yourview.com.